Welcome to the FUMS Now podcast show, where you'll gain information, inspiration, and motivation for living your best life with multiple sclerosis. Find us online at FUMSnow.com. I'm your host, Kathy Reagan Young. Today's guest is Jessica Donaldson. I met Jessica online when I posted looking to interview people in the chronic conditions community who were making money doing flexible, work-from-anywhere types of jobs. Jessica reached out and shared her story of her debilitating Lyme disease diagnosis and subsequent success in finding flex work that accommodates her illness. It's a great example of putting yourself out there and getting found. She is, in fact, a patient who is getting paid. She's great. Let's go meet her. Hey, Jessica, thanks so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me so much, Kathy. I'm so excited to be on today. Yay. Happy to have you. Um, So let's start with the oddity of today's episode, and that is that you do not have MS, but you do have an autoimmune disease. So why don't you tell us about the disease and your diagnosis story, if you would, please? Um, So I got Lyme disease. I got diagnosed in 2013. Before that, it was a long journey between endometriosis, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, um, fibromyalgia, some heart problems, things like that, where they really weren't sure what was going on. Yeah. Um, They just knew that my body was attacking itself and had no idea why. And diagnosed in 2013 with Lyme disease, Bartonella, Babesiosa, um, Rickettsia and Epstein Barr virus. Holy cow, I understood two of those. <laughs> I probably mispronounced several of them with that good old brain fog that goes yeah. on. Sounds right, my brain doesn't come out right of my mouth. There's a little misconnection. We understand okay. that. Um, kind of willed myself into remission is how I like to coin it mm-hmm. because I had no doctors helping me. I really didn't. I got herb books out, got online, became an internet scholar <laughs> and just figured out what would work for me. And the same year they told me that I probably wouldn't see Christmas, I was enrolling in nursing school that oh, same yeah. fall. Um, I started bartending on Bill Street, which was a mm. wild and crazy adventure. But at the same time, I was wearing my body down at what cost? Right. And I had a heat stroke at work. Oh, gracious. And that kind of started the downcline, um, got away from the bar because it was just too demanding. And then went to a work at a pharmacy thinking, okay, an office job, I can handle an office job. And was it, were you in school at this time? No, I, um, I, I just stopped school because my fog had gotten too intense and started getting migraines at the pharmacy. Decided at that point I was getting sick a lot. It was like, okay, I'll move back home with my parents. Give me a little bit more stress off of me. I went back to see my doctor, did some testing, confirmed 100% that I just either didn't get it all first time, which is a very good possibility, or I could have been reinfected. There could have been residue left over. I mean, there's, it's all these different things. This is a part of Lyme they compare to cancer mm. that if you don't get it all, it's going to come back. Wow. That's there are scary. no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It will come back. And it is so hard to get rid of it. So very hard. So you really needed to be mindful and start taking time for you and, 
and not pushing. Definitely, definitely. And, and to realize that even though I have a chronic health condition where with chronic, it's not, I'm not going to ever be 100% cured. I accept that. But at the same time, my disease limits my body, not my spirit at all. Love it. Love it. And I, I can't, I can't allow it to, you know, right. I mean, I just want to share that I found Jessica on the WeGo Health Experts page. I had posted looking for people who had a chronic disease that had made a career change and had found uh, gainful employment, meaning they were getting paid in a flexible position that allowed them to better accommodate their disease and take better care of themselves. And Jessica responded, and here we are today. So as everybody knows by now, I would hope, um, I am putting together the Patients Getting Paid membership community and course. And so I really was searching for people who had actually done this, other than myself, um, as an example and, and, and something to aspire to. And so here we are today. So... We've heard that you were going to school, had to leave that. You were bartending, pharmacy. You had to back off of all of that. But I know that this, as you just referenced, has turned out well. So tell everyone what your career has, uh, where that's gone. Okay. So when I went back to my Lyme doc specialist and found out that it was, in fact, the Lyme had reemerged, whichever definer you want to use to... Say how it returned. Um, I realized that I had to do something, and the emotional toil sent me back to my therapist that had gotten me to remission before. And he made the joke, "Why don't you write a book?" And I looked at him and said, "Well, you know, I'm real sick, right? <laughs> That's a big commitment. Yeah. How about a blog?" Yeah, good idea. And he was like, "Awesome, great, do a blog." Um, a few months later, I had a thousand read reach, appeared on a couple of podcasts and was going great. I had not made, turn, monetized this in any way at that point. So just to be clear, um, this was a blog about Lyme, correct? Yeah, about life with Lyme, because these were things that I was going through in mm-hmm. my healing journey. From there, I just started getting more involved in the chronic illness community, Lyme specifically, but chronic illness as a whole because my life hasn't just been Lyme. Mm-hmm. Uh, signed up for a volunteer position on Lyme Warrior on their lovely little volunteer team and kind of had a side with the founder of it, Lauren Lovejoy. I was like, hey, girl, let me write some grants. And she was like, no, we can't afford, we can't afford that. You know, grant writers make a lot of money because my dad ran an abused, neglected children's shelter the whole time I was growing up. Mm. And I wrote my first grant team. So this has always been something that I've had in my back pocket that I know how to do. I've done it for friends, going to college, you know, starting a business, anything like that. But just something to kind of do on the side. But once I mentioned it to her, she was like, okay, you know, if you want to write a little grant, go ahead and write a little grant. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Well, the first one I wrote, we landed Yay. and it was super, oh, it was so exciting. I was, yeah. to be able to write a letter and get funding for something that is so dear to your heart. Right. That's is the best feeling in the world. And so after the first one hit, um, we, that was in January of this year, um, we had a discussion and I came on part-time onto the Lime Warrior 
same as a grant writer and researcher. Congratulations. And I also work with the Mississippi Lyme Disease Association as a kind of uh, passion project on the side. And I recently, even after that, I just recently got invited to come on as a paid host for the Lime Voice podcast with Aaron and uh, Sarah Sanchez. Nice. So a year after I just kind of flippantly made a blog post, I don't know if I wanted it to go anywhere. I never would. Mm-hmm, right. And it was just kind of, okay, if I do this exercise, he'll shut up right. and tell me how to fix my life. Like, right. That's all I want to know. And all of this was born of that. All of this just came out of that. Just yeah. me sitting on my porch and typing out some words that really were heartfelt and exposing my heart. And it's to where if I have a flare up, it's okay. I don't have to get a sh- and and that's exhausting when you have a chronic illness. And just the idea of showering sometime needs a pep talk for me. Right. Amen, sister. Me too. You make so many great points and something I just want to kind of highlight. So you got out there, you did something, and it was something that would help you as well. And right. in a lot of ways you were found because of that. So it wasn't like you were... Um, even necessarily looking for a job, but you knew what was interesting to you and what would um, serve you and others. And so you started doing that and you Mm -hmm. were found through there, but also you were proactive in reaching out to others and getting involved in what they were doing, which eventually uh, wound up in more than one paid position. So I just want to make that point because I think too often people think, you know, you have to um, find a job, you know, be looking for a job or someone needs right. to be looking to hire. And that is not true at all. If you put yourself out there, you will be amazed by the n- number of opportunities that can come your way. Because without knowing right. that you're available, nobody knows that you're available. <laughs> and if they don't know what skills you have, right. nobody, I mean, outside of my close family and people that had talked to me, no one knew that I could tell these stories and keep people laughing. Yeah. And the grant writing. I mean, probably not a lot of people knew that about you. So it's no, just sitting out really there and yeah. sharing your talents and your interests with others. And we're talking about sort of the patient advocacy realm, but this is true across the board, um, regardless of what you want to do be doing to better accommodate your health, um, whether it's a side hustle, part-time, full-time, whatever it is, working for yourself, whatever it is, you need to get out there. Um, It's really, truly more about who you know than what you know. And if you don't know somebody now, you need to get to know them. Like expand your network is really the key here. Definitely. Culture where we have gotten programmed into ourselves that your job defines you, it doesn't. Yeah. doesn't you don't need that job title if you're good at graphic design go on fiverr they'll pay people five and twenty two hundred dollars to design just a logo right just, yeah there's lots know, of little things like right there's lots of opportunities it's a it's a matter of getting out there and looking um and and right and making yourself available, letting people find you mm-hmm. as well. That's what I really that was the point and I was trying to make. And a big part of it is don't hide your disease. Mm-hmm. Find something that, like, 
for instance, the MS. With MS, you started a podcast speaking to other MS people. That's amazing to take advantage of what other people see as your shortcoming Mm -hmm. to turn that into power is yeah. absolutely life-changing well it and really it's it's been phenomenal for me but it that is oh, how do I say that that has been the platform um that has allowed me to better accommodate my health which is really what we're talking about so you and I are talking about sort of this patient advocacy realm but this is across the board no matter what it is that you're interested in doing doing now or want to do in the future it it is really about uh, thinking through what's going to better accommodate your health, you know, get, having time to, for, like you just said, if you don't feel up for taking a shower, but you're having to go in and meet with people, that's an issue. Um, right. Having to take time off for a doctor's appointment, that can be a problem if you have to take time off a lot for a lot of doctors. Mm-hmm. And the stress that's involved. So I'm preaching to the choir. Um, but I really just want to ask you, so how has this, um, sort of career change helped you deal with your health challenges. I think we just we just touched on it, didn't we? So you take showers. And yeah, you, we have. So you're working uh, yeah. from home, totally, totally working. From I home. work from home. I work from home completely. Um, I do have the opportunity once I heal a little bit more to actually move to Virginia and work on site with Lime Warrior, which I'm very, very excited about. Um, we had a couple of setbacks this summer in my health that I thought I would be moving out there by the end of the year, which fingers crossed I still will. But a couple of things came up where we were testing for some other diseases mm-hmm. that were really, really scary. And everything just kind of got sidetracked. You know how those doctor calls go, my Goodness gracious. Yeah, we all know that one. So you have been, in in summation, I guess, you have been able to um, accommodate your illness or accommodate your health, depending on the way you want to say that. um, Right, right. by, By sort of plugging in these various gigs that are now monetized, you're making money doing this, mm-hmm. you're able to work from Certainly. home, you're able to take the time off that your body needs when you need it. Um, I just, right. I want to bring it back home to that because that's what we're really talking about. This is possible. And though you and I both have done it in the patient advocacy realm, it's possible across the board. It's just learning of the opportunities and then getting out there and getting known um, and, and raising your hand, raising your hand and saying, I'm interested. So um, right. this has been, Jessica, so very interesting. I really appreciate you um, taking the time to talk to me about this and sharing all this information with everybody. Um, you know, I know that there is dignity in work and there's, there's pride and productivity and having money come in while being able to accommodate your health situation is huge. Because as we all know, stress is horrible for you. Big stressor. So I want to congratulate you on this career transition. And thank you again for being here. And I wish you health and happiness. Thank you so much, Kathy. I had a blast. This was absolutely a lovely time. And I would love to do it again sometime. Maybe we can do a a swap podcast. Sounds like fun. Uh, And just to let everybody know, as always, I take the notes for you. So um, all of Jessica's information, her website, social, everything like that will be on in the show notes, clickable links. So you can go and check out everything she was talking about today. And again, Jessica, just thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Kathy. I had a great time. 
If you want to learn more about all of the possibilities that exist for flexible work opportunities that could accommodate your health challenges, get on the Patients Getting Paid waiting list to be the first to know when the course and membership community launch. Sign up today at fumsnow.com forward slash patients getting paid. Thanks, everybody. I really appreciate you listening to the FUMS podcast show. Be sure to subscribe to it so you won't miss an episode. You can do that right on the website at fumsnow.com. While you're there, sign up for the free email list so you'll be among the first to know of any new findings in MS research, new therapies and products, as well as any blog posts and podcast episodes I release. Want to chat with others in the FUMS community? Join us on Facebook at FUMS Now. Thanks again, and don't forget to talk to the stupid disease as it deserves. Tell it FUMS every day.